My life sucks. Hey, what's up? It's Jason. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to this week's episode of I Am Northbound. So good to have you here. On today's episode, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different that I don't usually do, and that's taking a video that went viral on TikTok of an artist trying to promote their music that kind of didn't go the way she intended it to. It's not very often that we get to see something fail in order to be able to uh, do a debrief on it and damage control to find out exactly what went wrong to dissect it and figure out uh, how things could have gone better. So on today's episode, I want to break down this clip and give you perspective on what went wrong specifically and how you can avoid these issues and make sure that you promote your music correctly. How are you all doing? Hopefully you're doing fantastic. Um, It's been great over here. We've been uh, pretty busy working on a few things and getting things up and running. I did open up five new spots to work with me one-on-one and I put an email out about that last week and the spots filled like nearly instantly, which is amazing. And I'm so glad to have you all on board, but I'm considering opening up another five spots. So I want you guys to know about it first. If you're listening to this on the podcast and it's within a couple of days of me opening it, then they're probably still available. Okay. In a couple of days time, I'll put it out to my email list and um, we'll, you know, put it out publicly and I'm sure they'll fill just as quickly. I didn't realize there was so much, what's the word, desire to work with me, which is great. I want to get you working uh, with me one-on-one so we can like uh, help you figure out your music marketing strategy and how to actually move forward with an actionable plan to grow your audience. Uh, As I said in my original email, if you didn't get it, you should join the mailing list. But I did say I don't charge thousands of dollars like normal people do. I try to keep it as affordable as possible. Uh, But we will work together as part of this program for like three months, as well as you'll get access to the mega course that I've created that essentially contains all of the strategies I've ever taught to anyone as part of my one-on-one. So it just saves a ton of time instead of having to work back and forth on this material over like the span of a year. Like over the course of about that amount of time, about a year, it's about a year's worth of stuff in this course. Uh, you can just do it at your own pace and we can smash it out. And then when we work together, we just work on implementing rather than learning. It's awesome because uh, of the people that joined, I had a couple of people sorry, say that they uh, love my course so much. And they said that they've done multiple music marketing courses, but none of them are as straight to the point and as uh, value packed as mine is, which is amazing. I mean, I've looked at other people's courses too, and that's why I try to create mine that I think is uh, slightly better. Uh, But yeah, no, I'm very proud of what I've created. So if you're interested and you're ready to start growing your audience and actually work out your marketing strategy and an actionable plan moving forward, so you've got all figured it out. If you want to work with me one-on-one so we can tailor it to your specific creative vision and your message, then hit me up, Jason, J-A-Y-S-O-N at listenpages.com and just say that you're listening to the podcast and you want to grab one of the spots. Uh, But yes, in about three or four days time, I will, I'll give you about that amount of time to think about it. And then I'm going to put the offer out to my email list and uh, it'll be everyone's game, but this is just my way of giving you a little sneaky early access for being such a cool podcast listener. Um, So yeah, there's been quite a bit going on in the inner circle since last episode. I've been so busy with a whole bunch of stuff and writing the new book that I haven't come up with the uh, individual audio, uh, what's it called? Like audio, audio, so, but um, the segment dividers, you know what I mean? The stings. So I can be like, welcome to the circle. What's new in the circle? I don't know. I'll make it up later. But for now, um, we'll just go off that. What's new in the circle this week? Uh, Well, over the last couple of weeks, because it has been a little bit since my last episode, I've done quite a bit of uh, work in the inner circle. Can't remember exactly what I was up to when I spoke on the last episode, but I'll just give you the couple of last episodes that I've done. I did create a episode on using memes to your advantage. A lot of people think that because I say in the 40s songwriter, please stop using memes that I'm actually saying never use memes. Uh, The truth is what I was 
really meant uh, by that is to say, don't use memes on your account, how people usually do, which is just random, like sharing random memes for, with no real intent or purpose, okay? Random memes are no good. Memes suck like that, right? So use memes to your advantage by understanding your audience and creating content that tailors to them. I dive deep into that strategy inside that episode of Content is King. Honestly, so many businesses are using this strategy at the moment because they know that it's killer and it brings a great response, but they're doing it wrong. And I also talk about how to avoid those issues in that episode, as well as I did an episode that I think is probably one of the most advanced that I've put out in the circle. I get tentative about putting really advanced stuff in the circle because I keep thinking that for most people, it wouldn't be, you just kind of want to know how to do it versus like the advanced, advanced psychology strategies. I'd tell you how to do that as well, but maybe that's too advanced for what you're looking for. Um, But when I put these episodes up, I get great response. I'm going to do more of them in the future. But for now, uh, there's just this one up that I did recently, uh, a single episode where I talk about how to amplify interest with neuroaesthetic design. It's a new field of essentially like psychology, I guess, or not really, but the brain studies that they're doing where they're imaging people's brains and feeding them different stimuli and seeing how our brains respond to different things. And then, you know, working out the best way uh, to be able to utilize that in your marketing and content so that you stand the best chance of standing out in people's feeds. And I dive into some of the neuroaesthetic design principles that you can implement into your journey to make your content stand out even more. And the most recent episode that just went up a couple days ago is a new Instagram explore page searchability hack that you can use to give you better chance of getting up on the um, explore page as well as some recent changes that have come to Instagram and how they're going to be chatting about it moving forward or what they're considering the platform will be as well as a few changes so that you can use it to your advantage and grow your Instagram account and uh, get more of your highly compatible listeners into your uh, ecosphere and onto your listen path. You know what I mean? Listen path where it's at. That's the whole strategy behind this whole thing. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about a video that has gone viral on TikTok of a music artist who has stepped out and made a very uh, strange choice of being incredibly attention grabbing and um, disruptive with the messaging that she put out on her feed. And it grabbed a lot of attention. Now we're going to break it down a little bit today about how she did it and why I think it's not the right way to go about pushing your message out into the world and how you can not make that mistake in the future. However, even with what she did, she didn't make an entire mistake because there are some good things in in her messaging. It's just that uh, she might've rubbed a few people the wrong way. And to be honest, I'll say as a disclaimer, I don't know anything about this artist. I've only been exposed to her because of this piece of content and the resulting stitches that a lot of music artists did that were like making fun of her. And after that, I saw her follow-up video come in my feed of her essentially dealing with the situation. And I will be diving into that today as well. Now, this episode today goes out to all my fellow introverts that when I've worked with music artists, there's sometimes a hesitancy to putting content out into the world because you are afraid of people uh, essentially memeing you and making it into a big joke. This is an example of when things go wrong, but you, what I want you to get out of this, hopefully, is that you have to be this unashamedly forceful with your messaging in order to rub people the wrong way like this artist has. But in saying that, even when she did this, she's still gotten great results as a part of it. So to get into this, if you haven't heard it, I'm going to be playing the clip uh, of the video now so you can hear the original video so that you can understand exactly what I'm talking about uh, with this artist as we move forward. My life sucks. I'm an artist from the middle of nowhere. I've never gotten lucky or had any overnight success because I refuse to sell my soul. My life is pretty boring, but 
I know my music is special and my videos are going to win a Grammy. The only thing I don't have is a friend because my best friend, who I thought was my biggest fan, turned out to be my biggest hater. I don't need her though because hopefully I have you. Let's prove her wrong by blowing this sharing with everyone and getting our song to 10,000 pre-saves by my birthday in five days. When our song goes platinum, I'll look back at the pre-saves and remember you, a real friend that changed my life. I always say all the time that it's number one most important thing you can do in today's industry is grab attention. That's what you need to do on social media. No matter where you are, what you do, you have to grab attention. Okay. That's the main thing that you should be focusing on. Attention is the currency of today. And uh, your job is to make sure that you actually are able to capture it. And this video that this girl put up did do that, okay? She grabbed it with a really important hook at the start, which is said, my life sucks, which makes people continue to watch. But the problem with that hook is, is that it comes off incredibly entitled. And that's what a lot of people got really angry about when she released this uh, video is that it comes off as uh, like whinging, like my life's so hard. Uh, it's things are really difficult for me. So you need to do this to make me happy. And that was essentially the vibe of this whole video. Now, if you go through it, she said, my life sucks. I'm an artist from the middle of nowhere. And uh, she's never gotten lucky. And as she says, I've never gotten lucky. She shows clips of people that have blown up on TikTok that have released music as well, which to me is a little bit of shots fired for no particular reason. It's like having a go at other people for um, their success and saying that you feel like you deserve it instead. Kind of like if you've seen the video that went viral recently of the guy who quit his $100,000 a year job to ask Logan Paul for a take him on as part of his team to get a free handout. And Logan said no. And this guy cried in his car about how he wished he earned more than $100,000 a year. People don't really respond well to that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So you can avoid that type of angle. She says, I've never gotten lucky or had any overnight success. The problem is, is that her account is quite big. She has really expensive, uh, high quality production that she does her content with. So she has access to really good equipment. She has a lot of followers. She gets a great interaction. It just comes off as that's not enough for me. I want more. And this is a problem that I talk about in the past that music artists do is that I talk about this in my book is that being mad at the people who came to your show for the crowd, not being big, like for a for the crowd not being bigger than that. You know what I mean? For them not being able to make the crowd bigger. It's like, no, 100%. Like that's the silliest thing in the world. You have to thank the people that come to your shows and give them the show of their life because they're the ones putting in the effort. So if you say to your current follower base, my life sucks because my follower base isn't big enough, you're saying to them, I don't appreciate you, the single person. You're, you're disrespecting the entire group, disregarding everyone inside it, but you're speaking directly to that one person. That's how these messaging comes across on devices like social media. And it's saying, it's big slap to the face. I don't care about you. Okay. So that's why you need to carefully make sure you don't fall down that path of coming off. Like you're just unhappy and that the world owes you more. Uh, she says, I, I, the reason she hasn't had any overnight success is because she refuses to sell her soul, which kind of says that everyone who has blown up has sold their soul, which again, just isn't the right way to go about this messaging. You know, she then goes on to say, my life is pretty boring, but uh, I know my music is special. Fair enough. That's cool. But again, the angle of the message being being pre-framed by what she said earlier just says my life's pretty boring but I know my music is special and I deserve like therefore to blow up and I deserve that I deserve sorry overnight success and I deserve um, my life to be better and for people to check my music out more and that kind of thing so um, you know it just it comes off the wrong way specifically because of the lead up to it and I feel like that is also why it rubbed people the wrong way she also then says and my videos are gonna win a Grammy which is cool if you want to be confident like that then do it but I 
again, because of the pre-framing of everything she said in the beginning, it sounds like, why can't I be famous? My music is great and my videos are going to win a Grammy. You know, I deserve to be at the level that other people are at. And it just seems really whingy. You know what I mean? Uh, she said, the only thing I don't have is a friend. And this is where the uh, content turns and shows her motivation to create such a piece of content in the beginning. And she says that it was because uh, her best friend, who she thought was her biggest fan, apparently doesn't like her uh, or says that it, she, in her words, turned out to be her biggest hater. And she says, I don't need her though, because hopefully I have you. Now, this is also where I feel like the messaging went wrong as well, is because she's saying, my <laughs> uh, my friend hurt my feelings. Two people that a normal person browsing TikTok has no connection with, the artist or her friend. But because it hurt her feelings, she wants to get back at her friend by putting pressure on the viewer saying, now it's your responsibility to help me get back at my friend. Someone who didn't hurt you, but you're going to care about my problems because I do. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so this is also why a lot of people watching were like, why have I, why would I, like, why do I care about this? You know what I mean? But it does put a lot of pressure on them doing that. Now, this whole thing of like revenge content on TikTok does usually work. And maybe she thought it was going to work for her as well, but she put up, uh, sorry, not she, another person that like, I've seen multiple pieces of content like this, where it's like maybe a mum, and they'll be like, uh, my daughter didn't let me in her TikTok. And it's just a video of a daughter dancing in the background. And she's like, so I'm, she's dancing on her camera. And she says, so make this one more viral than hers. And people do it because they think it's funny. Like, oh, imagine the reaction of the daughter when she sees that her mom is more viral than her. And it's innocent and silly. I mean, I'm not really on that side of TikTok. For a while, I was on parent TikTok because I think the algorithm figured out I was a dad. Maybe they had my daughter in the background. <laughs> Spooky phones. Uh, but anyway, back to this girl's content. I don't think that she foresaw that something like this was going to rub people the wrong way. But as you've heard, pretty much consistently the through the entire copy of this ad, like the sales script, if you want to um, see it that way for her asking you to do something for her, she's upset a lot of people. And um, I'm sure that if you wrote something like this, you might have the uh, perspective to read over it and say, maybe this isn't the best idea. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this kind of stuff. She says, hopefully I have you. Let's prove her wrong by blowing this up because I think that this is the best song I've ever made. Share it with everyone. And then she shows videos. I think the imagery that she uses in her video is very intentional. As I said before, she talked about artists that have struck it lucky and she shows Dixie D'Amelio, um, who's the sister of Charlie D'Amelio, is one of the biggest performers on TikTok. She's released a song and um, she's claiming obviously that Dixie got lucky. Doesn't everyone on TikTok? That's the whole point. That's why everyone puts content out there. But at this point of the video, she actually shows a video of what it looks like on your app to actually select uh, people that you're going to share to. And she's showing that you should send it to people like Post Malone and Lil Nas X. Um, it's really interesting because I don't know if she knows this, but doing it like this, where it actually shows the exact screen on TikTok of your a user doing it is actually closer to like the motor function of the brain for the person to simulate the process of actually doing it. Long story short, it will result in more people completing that action because you've almost like played out their cognitive processing fluency in front of their eyes. They now, now know, sorry, how to do it. And people don't realize this on YouTube yet, but when they say subscribe to my channel on YouTube and there's this crazy animation of a button getting clicked and sparkles coming out and, you know, that little gift they put on animation, sorry, they put on the screen to say subscribe to my channel. That's not, it may look pretty, but that's not going to work as well as an actual video of just someone on their mobile device, depending on what type of con like platform your content, content sorry, is viewed more on, what your content 
content is seen content is seen more on if that makes sense um then essentially a video of that so if you know that more traffic is on mobile then you would record a video of you subscribing and like completing the steps on mobile just as their screen looks like uh, if it was on desktop you do the exact same thing it looks pretty boring because it's how the app looks but that's how people know how to use the app and their brain will then be able to process that easily and not have to try to work out what the animation means and figure all that out in their system one section of their processing unit of their brain and it's they're, essentially they're, it'll make it much easier for them to actually complete the action in the future so she's done a good job with that here but considering the fact that most people watching this content weren't on board i don't think many are going to go through and follow through this call to action um, but she said wants everyone to get her song she calls it our song which is important i think that's actually a good move is to say let's get our song to ten thousand pre-saves because it makes it a community-based effort she did a good job there perhaps that would have worked better if she didn't say so many egregiously offensive things in the beginning to certain people um, but she said let's get it to ten thousand pre-saves because her birthday's in five days and she wants to be able to do it for her birthday look on a personal note here i know i've gotten a bit i've tried to stay objective and i've tried to stay um on track and not get too ranty but this is a personal opinion here i also think it is also it's also not just straight up subjective there's actual reasoning behind this but i this type of stuff annoys me when people do this it's manipulative where people say do it for my birthday like because it the only person that really cares about your birthday is you because it's your life but everyone else has their own and to make someone go because my friend screwed me over you've got to help me get my spotify streams up and it has to be within five days because that's my birthday and i'll be really happy when i get that like to me that just screams entitlement and a lot of people switched off and were like if they hadn't already and were like why should i care about this stuff okay so essentially it's like that's also a mistake why this didn't do so well then she said when our song goes platinum i'll look back at the pre-saves and remember you and i don't know i've again i'm being really picky here but the words like when i'm at the top i'll look back and remember you that's the wrong way to say it. she should have said we know that we did this together and you're all up with me but to say and when i have made it i'll look back and down on you essentially and remember it you know what i mean so that's also why this didn't go so well she said you're a real friend that changed my life great awesome and calling the song our song is great so that's what you should have done instead but then the video loops she says but until then and then it repeats back at the start where she says her life sucks again now obviously that didn't do too well a lot of people got very mad about this and i saw tons of stitches in my feed from music artists being like ah i have no money and i work at a low-paying job trying to make ends meet so i can afford to be a music artist i don't expect anything and like or want anyone to do anything for me and i definitely won't put emotional pressure on anyone else by saying that my life sucks and you need to make it better and make me famous so i'm happy you know and a lot of people were putting that type of content out and making fun of her so many in fact that she had to do a essentially uh essentially sorry, like a damage control video now hopefully up until this point you've heard what went wrong now i'm saying that if you were to create a piece of content like this those are the things you should avoid if you come from this type of content as more like i have a song that can really make a difference in people's lives and by helping me do that and get it out into the world you're gonna help me reach more people and let this song impact the lives of those people if you want to jump on board and help me do this i'll thank you forever like and when this song helps people i'll like we can all sit back and know that we did this together none of this is possible without you this is part of the movement to help me do it that type of angle i just came up with that off the top of my head and i know it would outperform hers uh, as far as keeping people on side and making sure that the traffic stays relevant would it have gone as viral as hers no because a lot of people like to watch stuff through hatred and uh will share stuff and contribute to views because they don't like the content but obviously that's why 
my numbers don't mean success because a lot of people could be watching that. You could go viral for the wrong reasons. So you can avoid that issue by coming out and saying, it's actually something that I'm trying to better the world with, not let me whinge about how hard I have it when I don't really have it that hard and I won't be happy till you do something for me because my friend screwed me over and I now expect you to uh, fix that for me by my birthday and then when I'm off in the future, I'll look back at you and say, oh yeah, that, they did help me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just rubs people the wrong way. So anyway, I'm now going to play the a, the, the uh, recovery video that she did, the damage control video, and we'll quickly do, um, go through that and I'll give you some pointers as to how she's at least been able to see the mistakes she's made and uh, how to better make, like, make sure that your messaging doesn't go down the same avenue in the future. I really f***ed up. A shitty video I made blew up and now 10 million people hate me. I made the song that I love, but I shared it with the world in the wrong way. I was in my feelings because my best friend f***ed me over and I want to do whatever it takes to prove her wrong. It came off super ignorant and the last thing I ever wanted to do was ruin the song I love because I was acting like a loser. All the hate I got was deserved, but the love changed my life. Thank you for 25,000 pre-saves. Because of you, we landed 11 playlists, including this one that I've always dreamed of being on. I appreciate you giving this song even a little bit of a chance despite hating the way I promoted it. So if you like it, stream it. Links in my bio. And if you don't, I don't blame you. So that is a good way to actually go about dealing with something like that because she did get a lot of hate on that original video. She shows inside this one uh, some of the comments that people have been leaving and uh, they're asking questions like, why did you show pictures of other artists when you said things like, I refuse to sell my soul? 185,000 likes on that comment, which is a lot of likes for a comment on TikTok. Someone said, you wouldn't sell out, but what's this? Yeah, it's just, it was a bit of a disaster. Her comment feed were just so many people getting behind not liking her. Um, uh, but she did come out and say that she made a mistake and she said, now 10 million people hate me. Again, I think she's doing a good job here, but doing something like that where you're trying to now play on people's sympathy, like, oh, now everyone hates me. So do me a favor again. Like it feels like that all over again. So I feel like it is a little bit victim mindset to say 10 million people hate her because she has 10 million plays on her video. But then later on, go on to say that a lot of people showed her love. I feel like it's a bit of a reach, but still she's on the right track at least. Uh, she then says that she made a song that she loved loves, but shared it to the world in the wrong way, which is awesome. That's a really cool way of uh, fixing that issue. She said, I was in my feelings because my best friend screwed her over uh, and she wanted to pr to do whatever it takes to prove her wrong. And that's cool. And she said it came off super ignorant and it was the last thing that she ever wanted to do was to ruin the song she loved. And she said, because she was acting like a loser. She said all the hate she got was deserved, but the love changed her life. Now, look, I don't know. I think that this is a really good way of dealing with it. Again, she's showing imagery of her looking really sad as she's saying things like, uh, but the hate was really deserved. And then the moment that she says, but the love changed her life, she looks up at the camera and smiles, which seems super inauthentic and very like acted. Again, it's not coming off very authentic. And as you know, my whole entire message is do things that are authentic and people will respond well to it. This is just an example of when you don't be authentic in your content. Okay. But if, like, but if, like everything, everything so that she set up to this point has been pretty good. Like she said good things. Uh, she said she acted like a bit of a loser and that um, she ruined the song that she loves because she came off the wrong way. And she admits that she was just looking at uh, the world through her anger toward her best friend. And that's cool. Again, you might just want to keep this in mind when you're trying to find your specific angle to create content, like as to tell the story why you're releasing a song. Usually it's just to help the person that's on the other end of the message. I wouldn't say, here's a new song. Now, the reason I want you to blow it up is so I can get revenge on someone. You can say, here's my new song and it's in front of 
of your eyes because I think it can really benefit you. Here's the way it can benefit you. Or if you know someone it could benefit, please share it on because my message is here to help people in this specific way. Yeah, I think that's the better way to do it. Uh, she said, though, that the love did change her uh, life. She said that there were 25,000 pre-saves. There's um, 23,000 in the one image she shows. Maybe it grew. And then she said that she landed on multiple big playlists, which is pretty cool. Like, good on her. It goes to show that, like, any attention is good attention, okay? It can be used to your advantage. So even though she got a lot of hate, people got over that eventually. And is this opportunity is good. Like, ultimately, when it comes down to it, would I, if I were her, rewind time and not do the video? Uh, I don't know. Maybe if she is very affected by the negativity online, she may want to. That's her decision. But if I were her and I was okay with all that um, negative, like neg negativity, sorry, that she got in response, I would not go back in time and change it because being like blowing up that much, you can make it work to your advantage. Uh, you can unmeme yourself if you do it properly. She's on the right track to doing that. Um, but still, the song, I mean, I haven't heard the song, but from the little clips that I think I've heard in the video, it sounds okay. Like she probably has decent music. Uh, so people might need to just hear the song to go, you know what? I didn't like the video, but the song's good. So who knows? Uh, but still goes to show that even when things go wrong, they can go right. So don't be like scared or afraid to put content out there, especially if you don't make these mistakes and just do things the right way. She says at the end of it, I appreciate you giving this song even a little bit of a chance, despite hating the way I promoted it, which is cool. And that's a good way to say it. She said, if you like it, stream it, the links in my bio. Good honor. And it's great to have self-awareness. And you know what? Even though there's several things wrong with the way she went about this, because it feels very emotionally fabricated and manip manipulative in a little way. Again, if I'm being like really critical, it still is a like, it shows more authentic, uh, authenticity, sorry, than her original content did. So it's her saying, look, here's me being authentic. TikTok is a platform that isn't like Instagram where things are all airbrushed and photoshopped. Even when people put on the silly filters, they're usually doing it as a joke. Um, TikTok is very much built on authenticity. So the more you can be authentic, the more it can happen, like things can happen for you. Okay. So it happened that way. Hopefully you've gotten some value out of this. I don't really like doing episodes like this where I break down the content someone else has made and kind of critique it. Cause the last thing I want to come across as is like a drama channel. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, let's just talk about like this drama. And I don't want to come off like that. Uh, but hopefully this is what I would do if she was working with me one-on-one. -on -one, and if we were to like assess the damage and work on content to move forward in the future, I would suggest all of these things. And if for some reason she wanted a detailed breakdown about why it didn't work, I would do this. Hopefully hearing it, you can see now how to structure your content that you put online as well. But just know that even if you screw it up as royally as this, it can still result in good outcomes for you. Okay. But if you take my advice and make sure that you're speaking directly to the person on the other side of the screen to say, this is why I think it will benefit you. And if I'm wrong and it won't benefit you, then please pass it on to someone that you think will benefit from this. Word of mouth is the biggest contributor and factor that eventually leads to or results in conversions or, you know, call to actions being completed. So use it to your advantage. Ask people to, you know, pass on your message to someone that will resonate with the content you're releasing. Because if you can do that, they're going to pass it likely on to someone that is highly compatible with your vision and with your um, angle. Uh, but it also gives you an excuse for if the algorithm doesn't show it to someone that your song can help, but find the story of your song and then give the reason why. She did the right thing here by saying, the reason I want this song to be big is because I'm trying to get back at my best friend. It's just the reason that because why I want to do it, that was the, the it wasn't strong enough and it wasn't good enough. So instead of making out that your life sucks and everyone owes you something for you to be happy, come off as that you have genuine value to provide to people's lives and follow a similar structure as to the advice I gave earlier. And I'm sure that you will see growth of the right type of listener, not someone who's going to 
pre-save your Spotify link, then forget about you because they did it just to make you happy off that one TikTok and won't listen to your song ever again. Not people who just put the song on and then will forget about it after the hype's died down or they'll just move on and forget about it. They'll be move on with their life. So they're going to look at what you're doing and want to join the movement and be on board for the future. You can do that and take advantage of that and make that work for you if you're able to make sure that you're providing value in the lives of the right people. Find the message of your song and then communicate it effectively to the right people in a way that will make them feel like you're improving their life and just watch the connection grow. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I Am Northbound. If you want more episodes of advanced music marketing that dives into even crazier stuff than what you just heard, then go to IamNorthbound.com and join the I Am Northbound inner circle. Every single week, you're going to get access to a ton of content that talks about things that other people just aren't talking about. We dive into advanced music marketing strategies, psychology and its application to advertising, persuasion and scientific research. Trust me, this stuff is information you cannot get anywhere else and will give you the upper hand in growing your audience and getting your music heard. We'll